0: So um, my name is Nader Dabit. I'm a developer advocate, and I work on the AWS Mobile team. AWS Mobile is a team that has services that do a lot of things. We're not really just focused on mobile, even though that is one of our main focuses. We've now gotten into things like IoT. We've gotten into a lot of web. We're doing a lot of cross-platform with React Native, with Xamarin, other frameworks like that, progressive web apps. And I'm going to be showing you how to use some of the tools that we have to quickly build mobile applications and applications in general. The tools that we're going to be working with are AWS Amplify, AWS AppSync, and React Native. Uh, React Native is a cross-platform mobile application framework that allows you to build JavaScript application or mobile applications using JavaScript. AWS Amplify is a CLI. It is a tool chain, and it's a client library. And as of yesterday, it's also a console that allows you to um, create new cloud services and connect your mobile app to those cloud services. So in this demo, we're going to be able to show off how to quickly build these applications, because we're going to start from scratch and build a CRUD application with authentication and fine-grained access control in only about 15 minutes. So without any more uh, further ado, because we only have another Uh, 18 or 19 minutes left. We'll go over the application that we're going to be building. The the application we're going to be building is a traveler app. It's basically an app for people that would like to go to different cities and see locations within those cities. I know a lot of times when I'm watching the Food Network, or I'm watching a show, or I'm talking to a friend, I hear about a cool place in a city that I don't plan on going anytime soon. But I'm like, if I do want to go to that city one day, Where can I store this information? Like, I maybe want to visit this food truck in two years if I ever visit Austin, Austin, Texas, or New York, or wherever. This application will allow you to start keeping up with that data. And we also want to make sure that only people that have authenticated can't access the data. So the data that is stored for us, we want to be able to only list that data. We also want to be able to list all of the data from all of the other users. So we'll have a view that shows all of the cities that other people have created. We'll also have a view where we only have the cities that we've created. We also want to have a profile view that shows the information about us as a user. So for instance, we might want to show our email address, our phone number, our address at home, whatever metadata we've collected about ourselves, we want to be able to keep that in a profile view and store that information and have it accessible in the view. So how can we do that? Again, we're going to be using AWS Amplify along with AWS AppSync and React Native. Here we have a blank React Native application. What we want to do is we want to initialize a new Amplify project. We're going to add two services. We're going to add Cognito for authentication. And we're going to be adding AWS AppSync as our API layer. So to get started with that, we can just go to our command line. And we're going to be using the Amplify CLI. So to use the Amplify CLI, you, you install it globally. We already have it installed. So if you wanted to kind of install yourself, you would do npm install g and the name of the CLI. But since we already have the CLI installed, we can run the Amplify command and see the different commands that are available from Amplify. Um, a few of the different things that we have are add to add, new, to add a new feature, init to initialize a new project, delete to delete a feature. Um, a bunch of different uh, um, uh, commands are available to us. We can also see the different categories that we can create. So we can create an analytics uh, category We can create an API. The API can either be GraphQL or REST. Uh, GraphQL would be AppSync. REST would be Lambda with DynamoDB and a uh, serverless, uh, I'm sorry, with API Gateway. And then uh, we have authentication, which is Cognito, Lambda functions, hosting. You can do a bunch of stuff. The two categories we're going to be using are auth and API. So to initialize a new project, though, we're going to run amplify init. Amplify init will now kick off a new project within our base React Native app. So for the name of the project, I'll call this RN reInvent. For the name of the environment, this is going to be our dev environment. Now it's going to give us a few choices around our um, local setup, things like our default text editor, and things like the type of j- uh, application we're building. It's going to auto detect that we're in a JavaScript application. It's going to auto detect that we're in a React Native application. We're actually going to take all the defaults for this, since we're already auto detecting everything. Next, it's going to ask us for the user. So we need to associate this project with an IAM user in our AWS account. So I'm going to choose yes. and. It's going to show me a list of users that I have saved on my machine. The user I'm going to use is this EU central user. This is going to go ahead and create our Amplify project and get it ready to go. After that's done, we're here in step two. We're going to now have an Amplify folder in our project. And if we run Amplify status, We'll be able to see the environment that we're in. We're also going to be able to see any categories or resources that are created. And whatever the next operation is going to be, that operation is typically either create, update, or delete. So now that we have our Amplify project initialized, we're going to go ahead and add authorization. I'm sorry, authentication and an API. So to do that, we can go run Amplify Add Auth. This will now scaffold us a new authentication flow and an authentication service. So we can either choose the default configuration, which is multi-factor authentication for user sign up and username and password for sign in. Or we can specify our own configuration and give a set of requirements around what data we capture when the user creates a new account. I'm going to choose the default since we're doing this demo. We only have 13 minutes left. Now we have our authentication um, configuration created locally. It's not yet created in our account. And if we would like to push it and create it in our account, we can run the amplify push command. This will go ahead and create the resources based on our local configuration. But we still need to add our GraphQL API. We want to add our AppSync API. To do that, we'll just run amplify add API. Now we're given the option of the type of API we want to create. We can either do GraphQL or REST. GraphQL, again, is going to give us AppSync, so I'm going to choose that. We're going to give an API name, so I'll call this Reinvent GQL. What type of authorization do we want for this API? Since we have Amazon Cognito user pool already created for us just a moment ago, we can actually choose that, and it's going to recognize the um, Cognito user pool that we just created. So now it's just auto-detecting that, and it's going to use that as our authorization type. Do we have an annotated GraphQL schema? No, we do not. Do we like to have a guided schema creation? This is going to walk us through or give us an example schema to work with. I'll go ahead and choose Yes. And we have a few different options. We can either take a single object with fields, which is essentially just a single type with a couple of fields, like ID and name and description one-to-many relationships, or do we want fine-grained access control? We do want fine-grained access control, but we're going to end up writing it ourselves. I'm going to just start with a SQL object with fields and go ahead and try to edit that schema right now. So the base schema that we're given is a type of to-do with an ID, a name, and a description. What we actually want, though, is we want a type of city. And then we want also a type of locations. And we want to associate those locations with that city. So whenever we create a new city, we want to then be able to add locations to that city. So to do that, we'll go ahead and use um, this schema that we have here. We have a type of city that has a couple of different pr- uh, properties. The main thing to really keep in mind, though, is the locations, where we have an array of location types. And we have a couple of directives that are the at model and the at connection. Um, You could call them like decorators, but they're kind of uh, something that we refer to as directives. When you create this base schema, these two decorators will tell the AppSync service to go ahead and scaffold out an entire real-world schema. It'll also scaffold out all of the resolvers and the data sources for you. The model directive is what scaffolds out the um, actual schema and the data sources and the resolvers. The connection decorator, the connection directive, is what creates the Connection between the two different properties, uh, the two different types, so that way we can now start adding cities. Refer- I'm sorry, adding uh, locations referring to the city which the location belongs. So with that schema s- created, I'm going to go ahead and save that. Jump back to the command line. Now our schema has been created. Our uh, service is created locally, and we need to now run Amplify push to push this up, create our two new services in our AWS account. So I can run Amplify push. This is going to go ahead and show us the two different services we're about to create. We have API and auth. Both of these operations are set to create. I'm going to go ahead and choose yes if I want to continue. Next, we're going to be given the option to generate all of our GraphQL code on our local uh, environment. So essentially, what you typically would normally do in a GraphQL application is once you have your API created, you create a bunch of mutation definitions, uh, query definitions, and subscription definitions yourself. And you normally have to handwrite all of those. But the CLI is actually going to go ahead and infer all of these different operations based on your schema and create them for you and store them locally. So for the type, I'm going to choose JavaScript. I'm going to not even worry about the file pattern. Uh, you can specify where you would like this, this code to go. I'm just going to choose the default of GraphQL slash um, star slash star.js. Um, do I want to generate all of the different operations? I'll go ahead and choose yes, and that's it. Now we're going to go ahead and see that the uh, CLI is doing its thing. It's creating the resources, and once it's done, I'm going to go ahead and jump to the step where we are comp- we are we are done. Um, After it's done, we're going to have one more file created for us. That's this aws-exports.js file. This is a reference to all the different services that we just created, and it's created and it's maintained for you by the CLI. So whenever you create a new service or update a service, this file gets updated for you. Next, we have our application kind of ready to roll. We have our React Native app that's blank. So we haven't done anything there yet. But we do have our authentication and our API service created. So if I jump back to my React Native app and I refresh, we're going to see right now we just start with the blank starter. The first thing we'll do is we'll add authentication. And the way that we're going to do that is I'm going to jump in the text editor. And I'm going to first configure the application to use Amplify. Because this is a brand new React Native app, we don't have any idea about our new Amplify project. We're going to go ahead and set that up by using the amplify configure uh, command. We're going to import Amplify, which is the JavaScript library that we're going to be using to interact with our cloud services. We're going to import that AWS exports file we just created a moment ago, and then we're going to call amplify.configure passing in that config. And you do that at the root level of your application, and then you're ready to go. This is the same across Vue, React, JavaScript applications across the board. Once that's done, you only have to do it once. You're ready to go. The next thing we want to do again is we want to do add the uh, authentication. So we want to be able to sign users up, sign them in. We want to have all of that flow. That's typically a lot of work. what we have here is we have a few different components that come with the React Native Amplify version of React Native. And we have these components that scaffold out not only functionality, but UI for you. So your user interface is actually scaffolded out as well for you. And the component that we're going to be importing is a higher order component called with authenticator. This adds an authentication flow in front of whatever component you wrap it in. So once we've imported it, Instead of having the default export be the class, we want to change that to be the default export is going to be now the with authenticator, how order component, passing in the app component. We also have a second argument that we can pass to with authenticator defining configuration. Oops defining configuration around this. So we can specify theming, we can change the colors, and we can do other stuff and not take the base configuration. The only argument that I've passed in is include greetings. This will give us a sign out button off the bat so we don't have to write that ourselves. If I go ahead and save that and I jump back to our simulator and I refresh, we should now see an authentication flow protecting our application. So we can sign into our account or we can sign up. I don't have an account yet, so I'm going to go ahead and create one. I think I'm in uh, Caps Lock, I'm going to try that one more time. So I'm going to sign up. This is going to now send us an email with a MFA code. So I guess I'll have to check my email. So let me jump into my Gmail, go to my updates, and see if that email comes through. And there's our verification code. I'll go ahead and copy that to my clipboard, jump back to my app, paste the confirmation code here. And now I've successfully created an account. I can now go to my user pool, refresh, and see the new user that was just created. Whoops. Right there, dab at three. So using that user, I'll go ahead and sign in. And we're into our app. Uh, The problem I have is I, I deleted this variable for instructions earlier, and I forgot to remove it from our app. So I'll go ahead and refresh, and this should work now. And now when we reload the app, we see that we have a loading screen that kind of pops up. What happens is, once you've logged in, the user session gets stored in either async storage or local storage or whatever the storage that you're using. Um, and it goes ahead and checks for the user. <coughs> if the user is there, automatically logs you in. If not, it redirects you to sign in or sign up. We can also sign out by clicking the Sign Out button. So now we have our basic authentication set up. We want to now add the actual inter- uh, interaction with the API. We want to we be able to create a new city, and we want to be able to list the cities that we've created. To do that, we'll jump back to our code. And in app.js, we need to first go ahead and create the uh, import the different components that we're going to be needing for this to happen. The two method, or the two classes, or I guess one of them is a class, one of them is more of like a helper that we're importing from Amplify or API. API allows you to make REST calls, so you have api.get, api.put, api.update, those sorts of things. And we also have api.graphql, and that's what we're going to be using to interact with our AppSync API. We also have this GraphQL operation helper that essentially takes uh, GraphQL queries and turns them into GraphQL AST. Um, So that's what we're going to be using to pass in our, our operations. The CLI earlier created our Mutations and queries for us. So, all we're doing here is importing our query and we're importing our mutation. So, list cities is going to list all the cities. Create city is going to allow us to create a city. And then we have a couple of UI components from React Native Elements. Your React Native Elements is sort of like a bootstrap for React Native. Now, we're going to go ahead and create some initial state to work with our app. The state that we're going to keep up with is the list of cities that's going to be fetched from the API. Then we're going to cre- uh, create a name and a country variable. So when the user is typing into the field, we keep up with their name. We keep up, I mean, with the name of the city, we keep up with the name of the country that they're creating. So that's going to be our initial state. We're also going to be needing a couple of class methods to work with this data. So the first method that we have is this component mount lifecycle method. In React, when a class loads, this is a lifecycle that triggers after the UI first renders. And in this, in this lifecycle method, we're going to be calling the API in the API.graphql uh, function. And in API.graphql, we're passing in the list cities GraphQL operation, because we want to list all the cities in our database and get those from the uh, database. Then we store that in a variable called items. And we're basically destructuring that items variable after the data comes back for our API. Next, we call this.setState. When we call this.setState, we're taking that original empty array, and we're populating it with the array of items. Next, we have an on change helper. The on change helper is just what you we're attaching to any uh, UI components that handle user input. So when they type, we're going to be capturing the key and the value. The key and the value in this case would be something like country. uh, France, country, United States, uh, city, Las Vegas, whatever. And then finally, we have the function that calls the API and starts creating a new city. What we first do is we create a variable called city. In it, we store the city name and the country name. We then do an optimistic response by taking the original array of cities and then adding an, a, the new city to that array. So we create a new variable called cities. We call set state, updating the array. And then we also update the UI to delete anything that's in the form input. And so we're deleting the name and the country, because we already have that information stored in the city variable. Finally, in our render method, we need to actually have some UI that, that works with this. The way that we're going to do that is we're going to be doing a couple of things. We have two form inputs. So we basically have two input forms and we have a button. The button will call createCity, that method we looked at it just a moment ago. And we attach the own change text handler um, to the new method we just created a, a second ago called onChange. Finally, in our UI, we're just going to map over all the cities from our API. So we call this.state.cities.map and we Uh, just map over these cities, and we show the name and the the country. This should actually be country. So now that we have that, we're completely done. Now we can go ahead and refresh our app and see if this all works. So I'm going to go ahead and refresh the app. Oops. I actually want to make one more small change. I think uh, I want to go ahead and remove some styling off of the container. So we now see a form, and we have a button. So let's test this out. I'll create a new city called Las Vegas in the country of the United States. When we click Add City, we see the city show up in our UI. But how do we know that it's actually in our database? I'm going to refresh, and we should see that the data is pulled in when the app loads. So there we go. And we can double check that by going into our uh, API AppSync dashboard. And here in AWS AppSync, I have the API that we just created here. I can go into our data sources. I know that's kind of small and they got bigger. We have a city table and a location table. I'll go ahead and open the city table. And I'm going to go ahead and see that we have the city that we just created, Las Vegas, and it's there. So I didn't have time to go over fine-grained access control. We're actually over the time. But essentially, what you're going to be able to do is take the identity of the caller. In this case, it would be Dabit three, along with an associated uh, uh, unique ID. And then you could associate every item stored in your database with that user. And then you could perform queries and get data based on what user is currently logged in. So that's a, That's my session. It was kind of. A, fast and uh, we're already over a little bit. But if you have any questions, come reach me. I'll be hanging out a little bit afterwards. Thank you.